Good morning, I'm Andrea Fichera and this is the World in 7 Minutes for Monday, October 24, 2016. In what may have been a suicide, a 72-year-old retired soldier blew himself up in a park in the Japanese city of Itsunomiya, killing himself and injuring three other people. Two men, aged 64 and 58, and a 14-year-old boy were injured by flying debris from the explosion, but the blast followed one in a parking lot about 200 meters away, in which no one was injured but in which several cars caught on fire, including the one of the suspected suicide. Toshikatsu Kurihara, a former self-defense forces officer who had been teaching meteorology at Ground Self-Defense Force, left a suicide note before the tragic event but his former boss described him as a man committed to his career. A folk art festival was taking place in the park, but the event was immediately cancelled as the blasts were heard. The incident took place about the same time that Prime Minister Shinzo Abe was making a speech about Japan's controversial new defense laws, but it's still unknown if the two events are directly connected. But even if crimes of this kind are relatively low in Japan, in November last year a homemade pipe bomb exploded at controversial Yasukuni Shrine in Tokyo and a 71-year-old man set himself on fire on a bullet train in an incident that also claimed the life of a 52-year-old woman in the same carriage. Let's go in UK now where large banks are getting ready to relocate out of the country in early 2017 because of fears around the Brexit negotiation, while smaller banks are making plans to leave in the next month, said Anthony Brown, chief executive of British Bankers Association. According to him, the banks are quivering over the relocate button, because banking is probably more affected by Brexit than any other sector of the economy due to the necessity of a sort of European passport to serve clients across the Union without needing separate authorization. The lenders, in the same time, are worried that this right will end after Britain leaves the EU. Meanwhile, after Prime Minister Theresa May has said she will trigger Article 50 of the Lisbon Treaty and formal talks to leave the EU by the end of March 2017, Liberal Democrats' foreign affairs spokesperson Tom Brake said that a hard Brexit will treat the £65 billion the UK financial services industry pay in taxes each year. Talking of politics, after 10 months, Spain sees the end of its political crisis. The Socialist Party, opposed to any form of support of the People's Party, has passed internal division and has decided, by a majority at their meeting in Madrid, to abstain in a parliamentary confidence vote, allowing the Conservatives under Mariano Rajoy to rule as a minority government. Tuesday, the provisional leader of the PSOE, Javier Fernandez, will communicate the decision of the Federal Council to the monarch, who will designate Rajoy. Then the Congress will gather to the investiture Wednesday. This is the end of a 10-month political deadlock that has paralyzed institutions and threatened to derail an economic recovery. Meanwhile, in Egypt, a former chief of state is ready to face his fate. Saturday, Egypt's top appeal court confirmed a 20-year prison sentence against former president Mohamed Morsi. The court also upheld sentences against eight of his co-defendants, including seven who received the same prison term. 
while Amnesty International has already denounced the initial trial as a travesty of justice. The sentence was a conviction arising from the kidnapping, torture and the killing of protesters during anti-government demonstration in 2012. Morsi, Egypt's first democratically elected president, faces charges in three other cases, including a life sentence for spying on behalf of the Palestinian group Hamas and even a death penalty for a mass jailbreak of Muslim Brotherhood prisoners during the 2011 uprising that toppled President Osni Mubarak. One last story, the ExoMars Schiaparelli lander, which was slated to touch down on Mars on Wednesday, crashed on the planet after the onboard computer has turned off the thrusters just 3 seconds after ignition, instead of the 30 planned, leaving the lander at the mercy of the gravity of the red planet. The lander, part of the joint mission of the European Space Agency and the Russian Federal Space Agency to search for trace signs of life on the Red Planet would have been the first spacecraft from either agency to touch down on the Martian surface. The potential crash site of the probe has been detected by NASA's Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter. The MRO located a bright spot and a dark patch on the Martian surface, probably what remains of the probe's parachute and the lander module. The space has been pretty crowded this week. The Chinese Shenzhou 11 spacecraft has successfully docked with China's Tiangong 2 space lab, where two Chinese astronauts, Jing Haipeng and Cheng Dong, will be spending the next 30 days in space conducting experiments. This is the longest space mission faced by Chinese astronauts, and China is the third country after Russia and the United States to complete docking procedures. China has great ambitions in space. Beyond the permanent space station, it's planning manned trips to the moon and even Mars. Moreover, official state media reported that the Chinese space agency expects to complete a total of 20 launches this year, including the deployment of the world's first satellite for quantum communications. That's all for today. Subscribe or follow the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud or Twitter and visit the website at thewardin7minutes.com. As always, thanks for listening.